Hola, mi gente. You're listening to Money Chisme, a podcast bringing you the chisme on personal finance, investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. I am your host, Violeta, a first-generation Mexican immigrant in which I struggled on my own path to financial freedom and am currently on my personal journey to building wealth. I am here each week to bring you my experience, financial tips, and the latest achievement on personal finance to help you on your own journey to financial freedom and building wealth. So if you're looking for a place to learn financial literacy, how to invest, and how to make your money work for you, then you've come to the right place. Don't forget to visit the blog at moneycheesement.com where you can also keep up with the latest achievement and sign up for the email list so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, and YouTube. All right, mi gente, so get your cafecito or your drink of choice and let's get into this chisme. So I purchased my first duplex at the end of 2021 and now it's been rented for about a year and I want to go over why I got so addicted to, you know, investing in these properties located in the working class and low income neighborhoods and show you how this duplex performed in its first year. So this duplex is my first multi-unit property that I have purchased. It's not my first rental property, but it's definitely the first one that I purchased out of state. And I've never been to this state. I never set foot in this property. So it's definitely scary, but let me tell you the rewards that I'm getting from just this one property has me hooked. And now this year I'm planning on buying number three. So first up, this property cost me $113,000. It is a two bedroom, one bath each side. It's a duplex. And, you know, I ended up putting down 25% and my interest rate was 3.75. And that brought my mortgage to 584, I believe it was. Um, and I rent out each side for 895. So now you might be asking like, oh my God, how did you get a rental property for $587 a month for your mortgage? Well, the thing is, I am investing in the working class neighborhoods, which are usually the, the lower income neighborhoods where like the school districts aren't that good. These are older properties that most of the time when you purchase them, they need small updates and they need, you know, some repairs. So that's why you're able to find these properties pretty cheap. And like I said, I found mine for $113,000. So I bought my property at the end of 2021. So I was able to ride out that wave where all the interest rates were low. So I actually got a 3.75 interest rate on this investment property, which was super freaking awesome. Um, I did put 25% down. So that ended up giving me about 84,000 of the actual loan that I am borrowing. And so that ended up being about $390 for the month for just that, to, for those two things. Now my mortgage does include like part of an escrow and an escrow is just an account where you could send money to and it saves up um, for like the year as far as for my property. And what that does is saves money for the taxes, the property taxes, 
and the insurance because those things are paid yearly. So I send money each month to that escrow account and it's included in my mortgage. And so that at the end of the year, it gets, you know, the escrow account pays off my taxes and it pays off my uh, insurance. Now that may go up a little bit. So for me right now was 193. So that plus the 390-ish dollars, um, that ended up bringing it to like 584 for my mortgage overall. So this deal was an awesome find for me and I'm looking for number three this year. And like, you just have to know where to look and I will go over, you know, where to find and how to find these deals in another video because I'm gonna do a series about this. But for now, I want to just like show you what is you're capable of earning as far as investing in these types of properties because you know when you see these properties you you're kind of iffy about them but let's break down the numbers and show you how well i did this year so like i said my mortgage is about 587 so that ended up being about six thousand and seven hundred dollars ish uh for the year for my mortgage payments now I do pay a property manager because like I said, I'm out of state. So I, you know, it's hard for me to do all these things, especially since I do have a regular nine to five job. And um, this property manager takes care of everything. So he charges me 8% and they take care of everything, the tenants, the moving and all that stuff. And for the year, it came out to like 1650. So as I said earlier, these properties are older properties and they're usually um, somewhat in a bad shape, but most of these are just need some repairs and maintenance and small updates to bring them up to like code and stuff. Um, and for me, for this property for the year, it cost me $2,555 and that was with the repairs and you know minor maintenance. So this property, I got lucky it was owned by someone that lived there and they took really great care of this property so i had minor repairs so the rental income that i brought in for this year was twenty thousand and six hundred and thirty two dollars each side is rented out for eight hundred and ninety five now this one of the tenants moved out um, towards the end of the december so um, that's why i'm a little bit short but um Overall, I earned $20,632 in rental income for the year that it was fully rented out, both sides. Now, um, you subtract the management fees, is $1,650, and you subtract the repairs, that's $2,555 of repairs. It ends up having $16,427 in like net profit. Um, but I didn't deduct the mortgage yet. So if you deduct the $6,720 for the mortgage payments, you end up being at $9,707 for the year that was in profit. And most of it was passive because, you know, I am barely doing anything. The property manager does everything. Now, $9,707 may not seem like a lot, but this comes out to about $700 in cash flow per month. 
extra on top of my pay. So the more properties that you buy, the more it compounds and the more you make. And this is how you build wealth over time. So real estate investing is a long, you know, a long-term game. It's not like quick cash unless you're one of like the flippers, but even that it does take time to compound as you you know buy a house flip it get the profit then you put that towards another property and so forth um so it might not seem like a lot but this you know nine thousand was earned mostly passive i think the only things that i had to do was find the property and purchase the property the rest of the things was the manager the property manager and all i had to do was say yes or no to repairs and they did everything so for the whole year i didn't have to worry about it now another thing that you want to remember is yes i subtracted the six thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars for the mortgage payment but part of that mortgage goes towards the property and it's like to me it's like a savings account because now this property is being paid off and so that is also going towards me at the end so it's really easy to kind of get caught up in, in like 9,000 isn't anything for the year, but really like the only effort that I really put was maybe the month, maybe the two months that I was just like casually browsing for um, the property because I have a realtor that is you know helps me through this process. And then she sends me you know properties and I just look over them I run the analysis to figure out, you know, is this a good buy for me? And that's, you know, one of the steps that I take. And that's pretty much the, the longest part that really takes is just the research part of these properties. But then once you, you know, close on the house and you set it up with the property manager, the property manager takes it over and does everything, the marketing, the cleaning of the unit, making sure that the repairs are done, figuring out what repairs need to be done. Um, I do want to say that, you know, a property manager is going to tell you like a bunch of repairs. And as you know, the property owner, you have to kind of navigate that of what repairs you want to make and versus some that you don't want to because sometimes they're just more of an update but you do want to fix the safety issues and you know just make it a livable and you know somewhere they want to live but you also want to kind of control all those repairs and updates because it is a working class neighborhood so you don't want to outdo your repairs or updates so i would say i would spend maybe i don't know like on average for the month i you know probably spend maybe an hour at the most you know following up with this property and that's usually just if um there's a repair or some type of maintenance and with property managers there is a certain limit that they get approval that they well that they don't need your approval because um, that's based on your contract. So for me, it's $250. So anything that they have to do maintenance wise, that is below $250, they automatically just do it. And anything above that, then they require my approval. So that's really the times that I'm actually 
doing something as far as the property but other than that they take care of the lease the clean outs the tenant background checks all that stuff another probable thing that you might spend time on if your property manager doesn't do it but mine does it is the bookkeeping part like keeping track of the repairs and updates or in the you know um the rents and all that stuff but my rental property uh, company they do everything and at the end of the month is they give me that month's breakdown of what you know they received in rents what they did and all that stuff how much it cost me and then at the end of the year it has the overall so like it's so easy for me to do this um for my taxes the the working class and the low income neighborhoods are a great way to jump in because they don't require that much capital i mean yes you could do like 20 percent uh, the 25% ended up being like 20, I think 25K, I forgot. So it does require that down payment. But if you plan on living on one side, you don't have to do the 20% because there's lots of loans that because you're planning to maybe live on one side and you know rent out the other side, then you have access to different types of loans because it is a home you're living in versus me where is these investment property loans where they require at least 20 percent down so yes if you are interested in this type of real estate investing and getting into these working class neighborhoods then i am making this into a series so make sure you are subscribed or following my socials so you are notified when i post these series so in the meantime, you could always hit me up in my Instagram or my other socials for any questions that you may have. So I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave me a review and don't forget to share so others may find the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or have any topics or questions you'd like to hear discussed, you can reach out to me at any of my social media or email me at moneycheesemeblog at gmail.com. Hasta la próxima. Bye.